Hello everyone, this is Will. This is Alex. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Come Out at Night. Mostly. Um, God, I can't (laughs) wait to get into this one. Um, So before we get into it, uh, please go to all your uh, podcasting streaming services, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, whatever you, wherever you listen to it. All Even, your YouTube zones. YouTube is your great, too. Yeah, go to YouTube. We're on there, too. Just anywhere you get podcasts, um, like, you know, your favorite podcast, we're on there, too. So maybe give us a like, listen, follow, um, and we really appreciate it. Uh, you know, any support is good support. And uh, so, yeah, thank you, guys. Um but that's all I have to say about that. So, um, holy my shit. only bit of housekeeping, so to speak. Oh yes, this is more shout out to some one of you because <laughs> someone commented on our video review of Impulse, and they said that they went to see that movie when it came out on a date. Oh, okay, yeah. I read when they that were yeah. when they were seventeen, they saw that movie before they had dinner. That's I'm, I'm, I'm envious. Um, and they said it's truly disturbing but strangely sexy. Um, <laughs> I I like that because it's very much the kind of movie I would take. I would have taken someone to see on a date. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think I would have too. I kind of am. I like you said. I'm like kind of envious that you got to see it in theaters. I think it's wild that you got to see that like, in theaters. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to me, and I kind of like that. Like, yeah, I would have loved to see that on a big big screen because that is 100 percent the kind of thing I would have told. I would have I would have gone to see on a date as well. Like if I had the bankroll to like, it, like put that movie on a screen, I probably would. Hundred percent. It's, it's so well done. It's such a good movie. But that's my only um, bit of housekeeping. Yeah. So shout out. Thank um, you. Thank you for the comment, and for all your comments, for your suggestions. Uh, thank everyone in the community. It's been awesome, and uh, we can't wait to see where we go from here. The growth has been awesome as we like roll into the new year i just want to say like i appreciate all of you um and uh yeah that's that's it for the housekeeping stuff let's get into our review soul survivor or a critique well it's not really a critique because we're going to gush about this i am going to gush it's it's, it's a gusher um (laughs) so um so soul term. <laughs> the, the, here's a gusher for we you have the rambler and the gusher the rambler and the gusher hell yeah <laughs> um uh, so soul survivor 1984 um i do have to really quickly sorry let me uh pull this up tell me i want to get his name tell right. me brewski <laughs> so <laughs> um so tom eberhardt and i hope i'm saying that right um damn this guy has some pretty good credentials i'm not gonna lie um one being he directed captain ron i adore captain which, ron captain ron is awesome i don't care what you say about it i know a lot of people don't like that movie Listen, but you either get it or you don't kurt russell is fucking incredible and i, I fucking, fucking get love it. Kurt, kurt russell oh my god he also directed and not a lot of people we were just talking about this he also directed without a clue um great sherlock holmes movie with michael Caine and bing kingsley um, really well done. He also directed like the night before with Keanu Reeves and uh, night of the comet, which is also a really good one. Kind of like a post-apocalyptic really fun movie. Um, movie. Post-apocalypse so, with Valley girls. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, so yeah, like check him out. I mean, honestly, like I kind of just had to get a shout out. We don't get a lot of like well-known directors Who later go on to, yeah. yeah, like to like that, like, they direct like some indie shit like this and then they go on to direct like actual like studio produced movies. Yeah. We don't get that a lot. So I just wanted to shout that out Um, and go check out. I would recommend go check out without a clue and captain Ron. If you haven't seen captain Ron, please go watch it. It's so good. (laughs) You gotta, you, if you get it, you get it. That's all I gotta say. It's great. Martin short, uh, Kurt Russell. It's awesome. Comedy gold. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we have watched Soul Survivor, um, and yeah, let's just get into it because it's a really good movie. Yeah. I got a lot to say about it at the end, so um, yeah, this is a good one. Uh, so Starts with uh, kind of reminds me of um, I mean, it, I mean, the mood is immediate, 
Because it's just this woman on a bus. She's like got blood on her. She's got a pistol. And it's just like shots of like empty, completely empty streets. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like mannequins in store windows looking unsettling. Um, You also get to see that it is a um, Christmas yeah we didn't mean that for that to happen i did not mean that but it is christmas adjacent i mean for all you holiday lovers this is just happen. it it just happened to be around christmas um so yeah that's a it's technically a holiday movie it does fit because there's a lot of um random christmas shenanigans in it totally didn't mean for that to happen but it did so um she like is all nervous in the bus and she's like rubbing blood on her sweater and then she like uh, pulls the hammer back on a revolver, mm-hmm. and then um, a woman wakes up from a nightmare, screaming. Mm-hmm. And so she, <clears throat> she like goes over to like her desk and like starts having this vision of like an airplane coming towards her. Yeah, it's an airplane taking off. Mm-hmm. And so she, she like is all freaked out and everything. So she calls her boss. Well, she starts. Um... Oh no! She, yeah, sorry. She starts like like frantically drawing something she starts drawing on like a it's like an like a sketchboard thing and you see like debris yeah and i love man because 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 this is this is an indie like a very low budget independent film so obviously like well it's kind of it's kind of crazy so like just to get you prepared for it and if you're not into this kind of thing that's totally fine but it is like kind of like an indie slow burn. Yes. It, it's like it's not there's not like a ton of like horrific like things. It's very atmospheric. I mean, we kind of made the comparison. It follows. Yeah. Is a very similar, a very similar, like the way it's done to this. Yeah, I'd be I'd be shocked if they didn't like see this movie and want to like and at least draw some inspiration from it now this also apparently i don't know if it's true or not but on imdb the trivia does say that it also inspired final destination because they both have a plane crash which it it does deal with premonitions a plane crash and then you know certain i mean final destination you'll you'll notice certain plot points are similar final destination is less premonition it's more like well, I mean, it does have premonition. He does have but, a premonition and they get off the plane, but this is kind of different. But they don't get it, on the plane. Yeah, because this is someone having a premonition, but it still happens. Yes. It's so like, um, we'll explain. But Because the person who has a premonition in this is not the um, it's a, it, sole survivor. I will say that's why I don't know how credible that information is, but they are fairly similar. Yeah, you could make a connection. The death part yes. is both. Yeah. And the other comparison i would make is um carnival souls yeah has a similar thing except that one it's a it's a car accident who that the woman survives well anything with like this like looming like omnipresent like just absolute evil where it's like someone who should have died doesn't then spooky shit there's also a twilight zone episode about like test pilots who like end up surviving this like test that they shouldn't survive and then like throughout the episode like one by one they get like erased from existence it's great it's great but this is this isn't that same line but like because it's a little budget so you're watching this and you're like you think how the hell are they going to show a plane crash you know it's i mean they're not gonna they're not gonna have a big budget they're not gonna well they can't have like like shrapnel from the they can't like you know you can't see it they can't do like the back lot thing of like wb where they have the giant plane yeah. crash and but you see like or universal i should say universal, not WB. yeah um but you but see yeah. like debris and it's just like it's so fucking good because you see like like plane seats and like bodies and like teddy bears with blood well, on it's them. crazy and then you see like decapitated legs and like um just really bloodied bodies and, everywhere like, fire and there's a guy that like has his like arms all like weird and then you see his foot like in like on an angle yeah it's all like, in, twisted the, in, in the frame so they may, they do a really good job at like conveying that this is like a horrific yeah. plane crash with like no money no money and then you just see like this woman like in her seat intact just like clutching her seat when she's staring at a guy who's like intestines are like completely like like 
out of his body. Yeah. He, he's, like, completely decapitated from the waist and down. And zoom in on his, like, head, on his, like, eyes. But as this woman's seeing this, she um she's, like, writing things down, like, soul survivor. And then she writes down a name. And then that's when she calls somebody. Yeah, that's when she calls... I guess it's like her producer or something because she's like a or an agent. Age, she's like an aging actress. Yeah. Um. So she's not like as like well known. Like has no no like not a lot of notoriety. Right. Um. So she's doing like this. It's a coffee can, commercial. Can I just give you background? She's doing a coffee commercial because she's trying to like revive her acting career in a way. But the um the woman who's like in charge of this commercial is. Who she has. Yeah, like. is the woman that survives the plane crash. Because that's why she calls the agent and is like, hey, um, you know that woman like who runs the commercial or whatever? Like, can, do you have her number? Well, she asked like if she, if he knows if her plane is taken off yet. Yeah. Because she's traveling to film the commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she's traveling somewhere. When he's like, I, how would I know like where she's yeah. at? Like, I, I have no idea. I think she's, I know she's coming in soon, but like, I'm not sure mm-hmm. when. And um, then you see... She she asked to get her number to call her. And um, the guy's like, no, like, it's the middle of the night. I'm not, like... Yeah. Just like just because you're having another bad dream. Well, and she he just kind of passes it off like she's crazy, like because like she's built a reputation that for she, being a she's drunk. like a drunk and she's crazy. But you'll see why. Yeah. Um. So they like just brush it off, and then you finally see the plane take off. Actually, take off. And you see like a you see like an air traffic controller, and he's monitoring the flight, and they're like everything's going smoothly. And then the the like captain or whatever on the flight is like he starts like saying like I hear there's a weird like white like a white light just lit up on the cockpit, and then you see like a low altitude warning. And then there's like an SOS, and then it just goes dark, and the plane just vanishes off the radar. And then this is one of my favorite shots in the whole it's... movie. It's so fucking well done. I don't, I don't know how they captured that it with like this low budget. It, it's pretty incredible. But they're showing the air traffic controller, and the line has just gone dead, and then it just disappears from the radar, and then it like keeps going, and then you slowly see For a, a s- brief moment. You see like a skull yeah. with like red eyes on the screen in the radar yeah and then it just goes off screen then yeah and i i i live for that shit i love when they don't dwell on like horrific shit so like quick that. and they don't ever explain that which is great uh, like yeah. even better yeah no there's nothing it's just like but it's like you know it's, it's like red Lenny says you might not notice but your brain did yeah it's just like yet yeah, like death is present yeah that omnipresent death is there and so just snatched the plane out of the sky we get a scene of the they it's like her in the ambulance yeah and, um, and she's woken up and she asks like they tell her like yeah the plane crashed and all this well stuff she's and... like fairly unharmed like yeah. i don't think she has like anything nothing well and then like he goes to the doctor and like he's monitoring her but like she didn't really have that many they're just no. like monitoring her yeah and um, so he's like, okay, I think you're you're fine. Basically, says like that. It's like you know, her back's a little hurt, but that's it. Yeah. Well, and he also explains that there's a thing called survivor's guilt because he keeps um, asking how she's feeling, like right. mentally. Right. Because uh, you know, survivor's guilt is a real thing. Um, you People know, who? Because yeah, he, he tells her you were the only person. And it is. It is. I mean, I've heard of it actually mm-hmm. happening where. If you're like the sole survivor of like an ax a horrific accident, you get kind of survivor's guilt that yeah. you're the only one that survived you out feel, of like so many people that died. Yeah, you feel like unworthy. Yeah, it's, one of the things she says is um. Initially, she says it's like you know she's like, one time I bought a dress, I ordered it through like a catalog or something. And the dress showed up, but they never charged me mm-hmm. because there was a glitch in the system. Well, and like speaking of that survivor's guilt thing, she doesn't care. Yeah. She, well, I mean, she she cares, obviously, that she's alive, but she doesn't have survivor's guilt. No, she, but she does say that she has like that weird feeling yeah. of like when she got a free dress. But she can't explain it. Where it's like there's a glitch and it's like you feel that like almost like thing of like I did something wrong. So like. But I did, but it wasn't my fault. Yeah. So she's going to go like through the back way to avoid the paparazzi because yeah, they all want to like 
they all want her story. She's having her um, neighbor who lives across the street pick her up. Yeah. So I should say also the the reason they mentioned that dress thing is the doctor tells her which way to go, and she and he's like, "Don't like don't don't." He basically tells her like, "Don't dwell on it. Like don't beat yourself up. It's just luck." Well, and, he, and she's like, "Well, that's the thing. Like with that dress." They eventually did charge me for it. Everything catches up eventually. The glitch in the system caught up, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. What the fuck? Another movie that actually understands how to I correctly <laughs> foreshadow. Oh, my God. Listen, the movie starts with a foreshadow. Yeah. Like, it's it's all there. But, yeah, she leaves. Um, she starts walking, like, down the hallway. And she walks past a room that says, like, a necropsy or something like that. And she just, like, looks at it. And you just see, like, a, a quick shadow. Just They they play a lot with the shadow thing. Like like I said, it's, like, it's kind of a slow burn. So there's not, like, it, it's always looming. But it doesn't really pounce until, like, fairly into the movie. Yeah, and it builds up. Like, yeah. the early parts of the movie are a lot more, like casual and kind of fun but it's just like there is a fairly large kill count at the end too like i mean <laughs> it, it gets it's pretty gets pretty nuts at the end oh so, honey so there's a good payoff is what yes. i'm saying like there is like it is a slow burn but there is a good payoff so but yeah she um and then like you know there's nothing there so she and then so i guess she hears like two doctors just talking about like something i can't remember it's not important but then she goes to the like the garage bay and she's like looking for a friend. Oh, oh I should say her friend comes in because it's taking too long for her to get there. So she's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, the friend isn't there to pick the neighbor isn't there to pick her up. Yeah, it's just an empty like loading bay. And so she like is looking around and then she sees this little girl just standing there, just standing there. And like she's like dripping wet. Yeah. And like she's like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Her hair, everything, her she, hands, and she has this like, like her skin's like, almost like kind of blue. Yeah, she has this just like, just non like emotional like expression just staring at her, and but she like walks kind of behind this like big truck, and it's like blinking. And when it when she walks behind it, it starts reversing, almost like someone like accidentally like turned uh, the parking brake down starts reversing and almost hits her so yeah she backs out in the nick of time but like um it like crashes into yeah. the the bay and she's like what the fuck and goes up opens the door she's like you could have killed someone there's no one in the uh the driver's seat yeah her friend shows up and she's just like yeah this truck almost hit me and like but there's no one in there and the friend's like oh well you know sometimes the brakes fail on these things so they they go home she talks about how she's kind of got a thing for the doctor. Yeah, and she hopes he calls because, like, she's... Like, we don't really see it because she, she's been in the hospital for, like, a couple days. Well, she hopes, like, there's some, like, something because he would always check on her. So yeah. she thought there was something, like, building there, but right. he didn't ask her out. It's it's kind of important for the rest of the movie, obviously, so... Yeah, because she goes home. Um, she gets kind of, like, back to work. You know, doctor calls her. They set up a thing. Well, we should say, like, kind of, like, some creepy shit, like, happens around her. Like, she has one of those cat clocks that, like, the eyes move. And, like, all of a sudden, it just stops at one point, And it's just staring, like, right at her. Because you see, well, even before that, um, when she's on the phone, there's, like, a shot where it's, like, it's, like, you see her in the, on her bed. And then it goes out in, like, her stairway. Then it goes down the stairs. And then it's like pointing like at like the at like her front door, and you see like just like a shadow like kind of move past the window, and, that's, and she hears a noise. That's when she goes into the kitchen, and that's when the cat clock like stares at and her. And just starts staring at her, and the clock stops. And then the shadow like goes in front of the window, and she's like, "Who's there? Like, what? What's going on?" And then you know it's kind of a fake out jump scare because it's her, it's the neighbor. Yeah. Um, and it's a neighbor and one of her friends. One of her friends that she's met at a party, and. <laughs> the the party friend is uh she is as the kids would say crunchy yeah she's like yeah i'm I'm like she's like yeah she's super into like new age stuff and all this stuff and she's kind of like asking her like 
well, how do you feel like being like the only, like the only person? Like, do you think it was like fate or this? And she just says like, I don't know. I, I just have this like weird, this strange feeling going on. After this, it's um, it, it's I'm I pretty sure it's the it's where she's at the office at her work. Am I wrong? Yeah, is this when they're trying to film the commercial? I believe so. Because of the date with the doctor, because she tells, yeah, because remember. No, no, no. On the, I'm, I'm fucking, I forgot. She has, she gets a phone call. From the. From the woman. From the woman. With the premonition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because you're, you're right, but yeah, you are, you did almost skip over the scene, which is pr- kind of important. So, the, the older, like, aging actress calls her and is like, hey, um, I just wanted to make sure you're okay. She's like really awkward over yeah. the phone and she's just like, um, you know, is everything okay? And like the woman's like, yeah, like, like why I'm fine. Why would, why wouldn't I be yeah. fine? She's like, and then she basically tells her, um, well, I just wanted you to know, um, like keep your doors locked. Yeah. Well, cause she knows like some bad shit is about to happen. She's seen things. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, just to kind of give you context, she also talked to the doctor about coming to the studio. Yes. To see the commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he's going to be there in the next scene. Wow, I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I almost missed that. Um, so now it, it's kind of funny because it transitions immediately to the commercial. Yeah, it's like it's, and filming. it's like filmed like and the aspect ratio changes. changes to a commercial yeah yeah and so it's like this woman this like decaf coffee commercial they're like working and like oh you know well if i i drink coffee i stay up all night not with this like, it's decaf it's decaf mm. and they play like they have like the subtitles on the bottom she's screen. like nine out of ten doctors and they're like god damn it like you fuck. Yeah, she like keeps, this is not she keeps like messing up the lines and she like seems nervous yeah but they cut back and it's like the set and they're like, all right, take 68. Like, but yeah, she's like nervous. Well, and they're in like the um, producer's booth and they're like, they're like, what's going on with her? And like the woman's like, I think it's me. Like, I think she's like nervous because I'm. She tried her. calling me. Yeah. Like last night. And they're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, she's, it was nothing. But like, I think she's just nervous because I'm here. And then this morning she was nervous around me again and all this stuff. But then the doctor. Shows well, up there. And they basically say, like, if she can't get the, the commercial right, they're just going to bag it. Yeah. Like, the, there's no point in, like, filming it if, like... If, it's not like, usable. The actress isn't going to, like... The actor isn't going to work on it. Right. So, um, yeah, the doctor shows up. Um, they go on a little a date. A little date to the park. Um, they end up... They kiss. You they know, kiss. They... And they get horny real quick immediately they're like okay like like, whose place is closest (laughs) well like he's like my place is a mess you'll have to come by later and she's like mine's need as a pin do you want to come now (laughs) and like and he's like oh hell yeah but i have to work at like 1 a.m yeah i gotta work and she's like okay well we better hurry then they're like just they're just ready yeah and they're like okay like i'll drive my car there and and like i'll follow you so they be split up start going those separate ways and she um she starts hearing like someone saying her name was it when when what's her it's her name is like I know, he, he calls her dd dd deborah deborah i think Debbie? it's deborah yeah because it keeps saying her full name it doesn't yeah. say dd it just says her full name and she hears it and you see like this old man in the um park this is where it kind of gets the it follows vibes because it's just an old man, like at the other end of the park, just standing and staring at her, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. it, and it seems like no one else is distracted by no, it. No, everyone. There's like people playing like football in the park. No one. Like it, yeah. it's just there, and it's like so out of place. I love this kind of horror because it's like it. You know something's wrong. It's so like clear that something is some something evil is right there because no one else can see it except for her. And it's just like omnipresent. Yeah, but she she runs away. There's something threatening about it not being like you know immediately like pouncing and like being super threatening. Yeah. It's, it's like, just watching. It's like it's it's almost like it's sizing her up. Yeah, so to speak, until it fully lets go. <laughs> so next scene is them in bed, and they're talking um, about you know he like 
<laughs> they make a joke about how like he's psychoanalyzing like her and stuff like this yeah. and like you know saying like they make a like an orgasm joke basically yes you know saying that she yeah she, oh she they didn't just have sex she has like a like a, a heart attack or something <laughs> like that like some <laughs> they make a like a quick joke about it but then he has to go to work so he like starts getting ready she says something because he basically forgets he yeah. forgets he has to go to work she says something and he's like oh fuck and he gets up and starts getting dressed and like she's like are you like and then he's like, oh, let's, um, well, how about, um, we get lunch? And she's like, you mean like you're going to go to work now and then get off work and go to lunch? And he's like, yeah, I have to work at like a split shift. I have to work shift. a split shift because we lost some people at the hospital. And she's like, what happened? It's like, oh, well, uh, they lost a body in the morgue for about like two hours. It was like, yeah, it was a, a girl who drowned. Yeah. Her parents were furious, like all this stuff. And just like zooms in on her and she has that like moment like, of like oh oh no oh no <laughs> oh crap oh boy <laughs> um so what's let's see what's the next scene is it um why am i blanking on what the next scene is i think the neck cuz the, the one thing i do know i think happens after this is where she goes she's like going to work and is this where like they're trying to do the commercial again and then the woman the old like the older actor like keeps like like side-eyeing her well right before they're filming her she's going to work and remember she almost hits the guy oh that's right yeah so she almost gets in an accident because she like there's just like standing in the middle of the road yeah i'm gonna call it it because it's you know that's exactly <laughs> what it is so she yeah, she like veers around it and then like you know, it's like, what are you crazy? Like, you're you trying to kill someone. me or yourself, and... and it just like turns around and just stares at her. She just drives like, away. Okay, that's creepy as fuck. I'm bye bye. And then you just see the shot, like as the car gets farther and farther, and that you're just standing in the middle of the road, staring at her. And then, yeah, this is when she gets to work again, and now the woman's just side eyeing her. Well, and uh, like almost like basically unable to do the commercial because yeah. she keeps like messing up. She keeps looking over. Um, not saying the right she's, line. Eventually, she just gives up. She yeah. like stands up and leaves, and then so she goes looking for her. Well, yeah, and like um, uh, D- Denise or Deborah yeah. or, um, goes to look for the the actress and um, like her name. Her name was her name was Denise. Um, Denise. Yeah. So she goes to look, and she's like, "I need to solve this because we need to get this commercial done." So she goes and finds her, mm-hmm. and um, the like the woman explains that like she's had permissions like yeah she basically says like when she was like 17 or whatever she had a premonition about like a like a co-star or something in her movie that they were going to give birth and there was going to be something wrong yeah and then the and then they they lost the baby like shortly after and Um, after that like i started drinking when everyone just thinks she's like this crazy like drunk because she keeps seeing these things and yeah. of course, no one. She's like, but no one will listen. No one knows yeah. what's going on, and uh, you know, you better like basically just gives her a warning that like she basically says like it's it's inevitable and like it, there it, no one will know. No one that well, it and it'll it'll eliminate anyone that gets in its way. Yeah, that it's unstoppable, and anyone who tries to get in the way will get eliminated. And yeah. like she's like, what are you talking about? She's just like, oh, it's it's nothing. Like, don't worry about it. So she leaves, and then the the um, Denise uh, tries to get back in the elevator to go back down to the studio, and the elevator is like slowly going like floor by floor. She and then, she hits the fourth floor, and then it passes her floor, goes to the basement. The and it's like an underground parking garage. So she like starts to walk to the escalator. And, like, you know, she's looking around. It's kind of creepy because there's only like two cars. I love like what they do with this because, like, every location seems like very empty. Yeah. Um, Especially when she's like out and about. Like, everything. Don't forget, as she's walking around, she hears. Yeah, Denise. She hears her name being called and, like. And she goes to the escalators and she, like, looks up and there's just, like, a guy at the top of this escalator, like, just staring. And she's just like, okay, um, I don't have any money, like, like just I have friends let, on the let's way. Let's just forget you saw yeah. me, like we're we're fine. She goes the other way, 
and starts like running towards the elevator and she gets in the elevator and it's and you just see like her like pressing like the alarm button and everything Mm -hmm. trying to get this elevator to go and the guy just keeps slowly coming at her and then finally the door is closed as he's like right in front of the door and she gets up to like her actual floor and everyone's been like looking for her like what the hell like the woman left and all this stuff then she um she goes to like have lunch with the doctor and this is when she kind of like it's like again the, the mood is great because it's like raining everyone's just like out of the rain well and she's describes she finally gets like a, a feel, like she's like i can finally describe like kind of how i'm feeling it's like when you stole something and your mom knew you stole something and you were just waiting you're just waiting to get caught well, you, you, or like you, you're caught but like you're waiting for the punishment basically. you're waiting for your mom you're waiting for like yeah for the moment that they like yeah like actually call you like, out yeah. or punish you and she because she also tells them about the guy on the road yeah and the guy in the parking lot and all this stuff and like just that all this crazy stuff's happening and and he doesn't really know how to take it at the moment. Like, yeah, he's just like, he kind of, how do you take I mean, it? understandably, he probably thinks it sounds kind of crazy. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> like, how do you process something like that? Exactly. There's no way so. to, like, logically process it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as they're having lunch, there's well, a guy. Well, yeah, she stares over, and there's a guy just standing there. Standing in the, out on the sidewalk. Well, he's, like, in a T-shirt and jeans, and it's, like, pouring rain. And the guy's, like, geez, like, he better get out of the rain. And they just kind of keep talking, but you just keep showing that guy just standing there in the fucking rain, Mm -hmm. his T-shirt, just staring at her. And you know, you know what's going on. Kind of remind me of that scene, like, you know, in It Follows when she's in the classroom and she looks over, and it's just, like, the old woman, like, slowly making its way towards the fucking uh, school uh, yep. school classroom because it's, it's omnipresent like it's not like super threatening it doesn't look like mm-hmm. exactly evil but there's something so unsettling yeah. about it and it keeps and it's it keeps getting more sinister yeah because it's like you've already had a guy who's like straight up and coming at her mm-hmm. and the atmosphere in the movie just keeps getting more and more oppressive but then is this when like the the morgue scene? No, this is the uh, where her neighbor is having a strip. Oh, they're playing strip poker. So her neighbor's like a young like woman. Yes. Like you know, just out of high school. Yeah, just out of high school. So she has like a bunch of friends over while her parents are out, and they're playing strip poker. And the I mean Denise is obviously like understandably freaked out doesn't want to stay at home she just wants company for the night yeah so she goes over to her neighbor's house and um the neighbor like you know shoes all her friends away because she doesn't want denise to know they're all there because they're also drinking don't yeah forget. exactly um, so, like they they're <laughs> under even, they're, they're underage and they're drinking. i didn't even think about that originally but yeah um and so <laughs> that's why she doesn't want denise to know yeah i didn't even make that connection um <laughs> so like denise walks in and sees the guy like collecting his He's shoes like, well, I, I, I can't find my other shoe like... and uh yeah it's just like a quick funny scene but then um they're talking and um i can't i think like denise tries to tell her well she to... tries telling her like that she's like she just feels like empty well and she says she likes something about how she shouldn't drink but she does anyway yeah um and but then she, and she basically tells her yeah that she feels like empty mm-hmm. and kind of all the stuff and the friend's just like oh like so you have like late senioritis. She's like, I had senioritis. I had a whole year where I felt like shit. Like whatever, it's no big deal. And then uh, the neighbor goes into the other room, and she, Den- Denise falls asleep on yeah. the couch. And so the neighbor is like, "Haha, I can use. I can because earlier in the movie, they did establish that Denise has a pool, and." So the friend like writes a note saying like I'll be at my parents or whatever. Yeah, she like or I'll says, be out. Yeah, I'll be out with friends basically. And is what it says she goes across the street, and right when she like goes in, it like shows a shot of like the bedroom window at the very top of the house. You just see like a a figure 
move across the way. So the neighbor comes into the house and you hear something shatter upstairs. She goes like halfway up the stairs and then for some reason just like, she's is like, like eh, whatever. And so she goes back down and she's like uh, looking around and then she sees like the back door and she opens it and there's like a pool and everything and she's like, okay. And then so she's going to go in it, I guess, but she goes to close the door and someone like pounces on her yeah you see like the reflection of uh the um i'm pretty sure it's the guy she almost ran over yeah and yeah he pounces on her and then like you see denise wake up and like she goes to like look for where her friend went and it keeps intercutting this with like her friend like struggling and like some figure like drowning drowning her, her into the pool in the pool and then finally, like, it finally, like, succeeds in drowning her and, like, just lets her, like, slip into the pool. Yeah. And you just see her floating body mm-hmm. uh, with all the rain and everything. And then um, Denise, like, opens the front door of her friend's house and, like, looks across the way to her house. And you see that. You see the figure. And he's, like, looking at her and he, like, looks almost visibly, like, enraged, like, angry. And so she closes the door, calls the cops. And she, like, locks the door. So she makes her to lock the door and then um, calls the cops and grabs a knife. Mm-hmm. And is, like, um, you know. After that, she goes to the, um, she goes back to the front of the house and, like, is, like, standing in front of the door and, like, thinks about it and, like, unlocks it. And then something starts. Turning the knob. Slowly turning the knob. So she locks it back. And so the cops get there and they're, they just basically say that the neighbor is now missing. Yeah. Like they don't know where she went. She left a note, but they have no idea where she is. Well, well, the main, um, the main like guy is like saying like, well, cause the doctor's talking to the cop and he's just like, okay, well, well, you can't just like discount this. And the guy tells him that, well, okay, but she is on this like antidepressant yeah. and she's drinking. Right. So her mental state's not there. Well, and he's like, did you know she was on this antidepressant? Yeah. And, like, the, the doctor's like, I, did, I didn't. And then he asks him, like, did you check out, like, the man she says she saw? And they're like, yeah, it's um, it's him. It's, and he has, like, an ID. And it's this um, highway, like, maintenance worker or something. Well, and he, he thought it was weird because, like, they went looking for him because he went missing. And then they found him in his car. He had a heart attack while driving. He had died of a heart attack. And rolled off the road and like hit a tree. And he's been dead for like five days. They just found him. Yeah. So they're like, there's no way she saw this guy. He's like, you know, he's been missing. And then like, that's when the doctor goes to the morgue. Well, no, first he goes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He takes her to his apartment. Yeah. And this is when she's like, she's basically completely like slowly losing it. And that's when he asks her, well, what about the pills? And, like, you could kill yourself doing this. And she tells him, like, I'm not, like, can you please, like, look into this? Yeah, like, like just, I'm not lying. Like, just I, do this for yeah, me. Like, like there's did, something going on. I did. He's like, are you sure you saw him? You saw this guy? She's like, yes, I'm 100% sure I saw this guy. So, so now the doctor's like, okay, fine. I'll investigate. I'll go look. And so he goes, this is when he goes to the mall. I'll also, right? um. Because he did, when when they were at when they were having lunch, one of the things when she mentioned like that feeling that she was having about like being caught, is he mentions like, well, I didn't want to mention this before, but people with survivor's guilt, oftentimes, they end up dead within like yeah within like a like a, a day or two or between uh, when they like survived. Well, he said it was like 24 months or something. Oh, yeah. The max is like 24 yeah. months. Because either they commit suicide or they start like living recklessly mm-hmm. because they think that they can just, they're invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're, they're like, they feel so unworthy and so like un the fact that they shouldn't be alive that they start putting themselves in harm's way. Yeah. Unconsciously start putting themselves in harm's way. Um. Because one of the things, um, when she's like there at his apartment, and she starts saying like, "What if, uh, what if it's not suicide? Just a thought. Like, what if all those soul survivors, it's not suicide? What if it just caught up to them?" And yeah. He's like, "What is it?" She's like, "Come on, I'm, I'm just like spitballing." Like, right? But we know because that sounds mental. But <laughs> we know. Yeah, at least in the context of this movie. But yeah, he um he just he says like, "I'll look." 
I'll look into this. So he goes to the morgue. Yeah. So then I love the. And we see our fucking guy. The fucking mortician is because like, he's like the first way the way he's introduced. He's, he's looking at a dead body of like a teenager. He's like, look at that. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine like killing yourself because you got a bad grade and like an AP test? He's like so cynical. And he's like, what would he know is in five years, no one would give a shit what you got on an AP test. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he basically said that it was really weird though, because when they found the body. Well, because he's like saying like, the cop the doctor's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really trust the cops on this. And he's like, well, yeah, I don't either. They, They messed up on their report. Then that's when he tells him. He's like, what? Because there's blood. Like, all the blood had flowed into their legs. Yes. Um. So it was weird because, like, you know, the blood didn't flow out of their body. It flowed only to their legs. Yes. Because, well, the other thing is um, he also mentions um, that when they found him, he was covered in mud and he was wet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if he, he was like, he died in, a, in his car. Why would he be covered in mud and wet? Mm-hmm. And that he was also... When they found him, he wasn't like like he wasn't sitting in the driver's seat. Like they said, he they found him laying like across the front of the car, like in the front of the car. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, it's just a little, little off, you know. So is this where she goes back to the neighbor's house? I think she. No, she gets a first. She gets a phone call from the um the actress the premonition oh that's right and then like she's doing the well she says i'm trying to remember what she i I cannot fucking believe it because i know she basically tells her like that she's doomed yeah there's like no escaping it yeah she says like did you have a visitor isn't this also where she's like preparing like getting a little later okay but yeah, she's like she basically. I want to give her, it away, um, so I, I just want to make sure. <laughs> did you have a visitor? Like, did you have an unwelcome guest last night in your house? And she's like, "Yeah." Like, how how, how did you know? She's like, "It's it's too late." <laughs> yeah, like you're you're pretty much fucked. You're gone. You're fucked at this point. And yeah, this is when um she starts going back to her friends. House. Yeah, and then it's like ransacked. Yeah, there's like um like. Well, the knives are all over the place. Don't forget, as she's writing there, she's in this guy's taxi. Oh, guys, yeah, and he's like... <laughs> he's listening to, like, some radio show, and it's, like, a guy, like, what do... Asking, like, random women callers, like, what do you do to turn your man on? And the taxi driver is super weird, because he's, like, he, like, leans back, and he's, like, what do you do to turn your man on? And she just, like, won't answer him, and then he's, like, he gets her to her house, and he's, like, okay, I'll be $42. She's, like, looking, he's, like, you know, we if you can't pay, like, we can make an arrangement. Yeah, what a fucking sleaze bag. And she's like, yeah, that's really funny, and just like throws the money at him. And then he's like, can't hurt to try. I'll see you in church. Yeah. And drives away. So she goes to the neighbor's house now, and again, it's like ransacked, um, and there's like knives all over the ground, hmm. and she doesn't know why. Knives. Yeah. Because yeah, um, I as soon as you as soon as he fucking pulls over, you know. Well, like he sees something in the distance, yeah. and you don't—it's not on screen. Yeah, they, he's still listening to his fucking he's radio like, show. He's like, "Oh, hey, I wonder if she needs a ride." And you're, you just—you like, know immediately, fucking know what's gonna happen. And he pulls over, and it's just the shot like pans down, and it's her like just dead, like bloated dead, face, bloated face, like drowned, bloated face, just standing there. And he's like, "Hey, you, you need a ride?" Like all this stuff, and he like stands up gets out starts walking towards her and it pans down and she's holding it like a big knife in her hand mm-hmm. so then the doctor's on his way it doesn't it cuts away because he calls his home and um the operator or whatever tells him like that she um she basically left a message saying that she's like going back yeah, home real quick. back back home um to get some things or something like that um and so he's heading back and he uh, he sees the taxi. He sees the, the taxi the on door the side of the road, and so he like pulls over, and he's like, "What is going on?" So he like it, he kind of like searches around the area, and he finds the dead taxi driver with his like guts hanging out, and you know sees that he's dead, and like walks back to the guy's car, and he grabs a gun that he had, yeah, a revolver in in the car, 
and the same off. revolver we saw in the beginning in the, prim- in the premonition mm. interesting uh, yeah he he drives off and we see the guy they they do a fucking because earlier when she was at the house like you see her like turn on a record mm-hmm. and when it shows the fucking taxi driver like his dead body like he wakes up the it like does like the record scratch it does like a hard record scratch and the scene ends and is this where the the act the aging like actress uh is getting ready for her yeah debut her debut yeah um she's like in her room like on her makeup desk talking like a teddy bear like it's time like you got the part he got the part. She's like just talking crazy, basically, yeah. and she's taking apart this like shaving razor. Yeah, she starts taking it apart, and immediately, you know, you know, you know what's going on. She can't handle it anymore. <sighs> so it doesn't show anything. Uh, Doctor and her meet back up, and um, they. Well, no, they don't. Oh no, they don't meet back up. You're right. I mean, they do, but not in that way. Well, yeah. Because the doctor so, gets there. The doctor gets there, and like it, she, he goes into her house, and he thinks it's her, and he like, because he goes up to her bedroom, and uh, he turns her around, and it's the 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 neighbor, yeah, the dead neighbor, and he like she stabs him. She stabs him, and he drops his gun. Um, and then Denise comes out. She sees it, grabs the gun, and like starts like walking away, and is like, "You're not like you're not you're not her." You're not Christy. Yeah, so she runs away, gets in the car, and starts driving. Well, before, well, as she gets in the car, she she can't start it up at first. And then oh, the that, fucking... yeah, that, that yeah, how could I forget? This is a great scene too because it's, it's like the taxi driver. You can tell it's the taxi driver is like so out of focus, but you see someone walking towards the car. She's, she's trying, trying to, start, to like, it. start it, and then it like reaches into her like car and tries to like pull her out, and she finally starts the car and drives away. He does the Arthur thing. And just like fist clenched, <laughs> and then like slowly releases it because like it's kind of it it's kind of telling because it like it clenches the fist and then like after a minute like it like just like it goes back to like being totally relaxed and like just like just dead 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 hand yeah yeah and yeah she drives she rushes to the city runs out of gas and like she's like sitting there she hears like all this commotion and like gets out and like points her gun at like these four guys just walking around and they're like what the like calm the fuck down like calm down they're like gosh you won't shoot me they just walk away and like but other than them there's There's no one in the town yeah there's nobody and so she gets on a bus that's completely empty and and they just drive away first scene and you see um as they drive away you see like a person just like standing in the sidewalk just like watching and then it like slowly like it like starts to like limber away but it's like the really like awkward like, yeah like walking movement it's almost like a puppet or something yeah yeah they limber away and then then we get the first is that well so it, we it does show the like the scene of her in the bus like with the uh-huh. blood all over her, and she checks the revolver and then she gets to the uh the actress's house and the actress is just sitting there and she's just like rambling like like crazy and then eventually she's just like if like if people it can't get me if people know well like four years ago i was i was there and like i uh, she mentioned something about like yeah. um how people are gonna think she's crazy no one's gonna believe her everything and then the the actress isn't saying anything i i halfway <laughs> through the scene i was like Wait. Oh no! Halfway through the scene, I was like, "Oh, I know what they're doing." Because they already did the thing where, like, she was getting ready to like end herself. Yes. So, like, they threw a lot of insanity at you, so you might forget. But it was I halfway through the scene when she wasn't talking and just had this like, she had that look on her face of like, just not there, not all there. And as soon as she was like, she was like grabbing the phone and she's like, "If people know." If people know, it can't get me. Like people have to know. And she's like starts dialing, and then like the the older woman like reaches her arm up with the revolver, and like you can see uh, like a slit on her wrist. Yeah, that she did. She did it. And um, <laughs> she just fires the gun, kills her, kills the girl, 
and then goes back into the bathroom into the bathtub. As you hear the uh, the the dial tone, like your call cannot be completed as dialed. Like, and then you get the morgue, and it's just all the bodies, the carnage. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, like what the hell is going on? They all have blood in their legs. He's talking to the the police guy who was like dismissive, and he's just like telling him like this is all connected. There's like, a connection. Like I don't know what it is, but all the bloods in the legs. But like, like they're all gonna know, and he like starts like loading up his report. He's like, type it. They, they're gonna know. They're gonna know something's up. And then you just see the fucking like neighbor's body just spring up. And then he starts turning his head to look at it. In in movie. the end, ah, <laughs> uh, dude, this movie rocks. I I no, I love this. Um, it, it was it was so well done for like an indie movie. Like they did so much with so little. Now this is one of those movies that sometimes you watch a movie and you know right away that you're gonna like it. Well, it's one of those indie movies where you can tell it's indie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like take away from the movie at all. It adds to it for me because um, yeah. it feels, I don't know, like the characters and the the interactions feel natural. It just felt like everyone was like on board with this movie and yeah. wanted to do it. And like you could tell that because the acting's on point. The cinematography and camera work is really well done. Makeup is great. Like for an indie so movie, they do such a good job because even like the dead, like the dead makeup, it looks like especially on the neighbor, it looks pretty legit yeah. because like they have that close up, so you need to make it look mm-hmm. like she's actually dead, and they do a pretty good job. And like the actor who played her did a really good job of like her eyes are like wide open and she doesn't blink at all. Yeah, eyes wide open, like. Her like her mouth's like kind of like open and like her lips are like almost like chapped. It's now this is this is one of those movies that I knew I was gonna like it right away. Like I don't know, as soon as you get that plane crash premonition mm-hmm. and your brain makes the connection of what you're looking at, like as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. It's it's a really good, really good watch. Like it it, it does everything just right it doesn't have that like weird like indie sheen well it's not some indie movies have like that weird like way of like filming that just like seems off well i I would say um it doesn't look cheap i guess that's what i'm trying to say the way it's filmed is very professional yeah because they have a lot of panning shots they have a lot of like like tripod juxtaposition angles they have like a lot of like stuff going on like this is someone who's pretty there's a handful of like really good whoever was behind the camera knew how to work it there's a handful of really good pov shots too and like the the soundtrack was like you know it's got that fucking like droning like synth yeah (laughs) it was there it was subtle but it was good i mean there's not like a heavy soundtrack to this yeah most of the movie is kind of funny because um other than that, most of the movie is very quiet. Yeah, but like overall, the only thing you hear from most of the movie is just like the um, kind of the ambient noises. Really well done for like an indie. Like it's just I can't say that enough. It's just it, it it looks good. It the pacing is really great. If you like slow burn movies, like they just did a lot of things right. Plus, it's only an hour and a half. Yeah, and. He went on direct Captain Ron, so he made Captain Ron. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, but I was like, I, I thought it was interesting too, uh, kind of how they kind of made it seem like death was like just puppeteering these like yeah these bodies like they just it is. well because like you think about it they also went back the bodies went back to where they originally died mm-hmm. but they were in like weirder positions yeah, it's like it just like. It's I, I like that it's unexplained. It's just like it's like a weird force that just took over these bodies, used them, and then just kind of like, eh, like I'm like done dumped with them back yeah. into like where they died originally. Yeah, because they didn't just drop them wherever. Like the little girl, she went back to the morgue. Yeah, they had no fucking idea why who the fuck stole her body for two hours or whatever. I also like the fact that like there's no ex- explanation for it, but like this presence gets like angry when it doesn't kill. Denise like you can tell it's like visibly angry when it doesn't kill her 
Yep. And it's like, well, I also like that extra touch of like that uh it it's not enough to just kill her. Everyone who would possibly know. Yeah, it's like anyone who's about- who, who's even like thinking they know anything about it has to die yeah like no one can know what death is getting up to everyone's gotta get it something looming in the background and no one knows about it and it's gonna clean up everything get it it's a bad peek behind the curtain yeah and it's just like everything will be clean and everyone's gonna be dead and no one's gonna have a fucking clue what the hell happened which is why the mortuary guy had to die yeah because he was like i got this I'm gonna fucking a mortician. Nope. No, this is great. Like this is, I don't know. Sometimes you watch a slow burn thing like this that is so simple, and you just really, you really appreciate it. I was really into it, and I I do like slow burn. So I mean, it was right up my alley. Yeah. And I love like, like like the omnipresent like paranoid like kind of horror. We've talked about this quite a bit, but I do like that kind of horror where it's like, it's subtle, but it's effective. Yeah, it's subtle, and then it just kind of gets crazy. Well, and then, they, yeah, it reaches a big crescendo. Plus with this, or it's like, it has those indie vibes, so it's like, I don't know, like, I, it's like, you know, none of the actors are like big names. They all, they all look and act like just normal people that you might interact with. Like, all the locations. I mean, it's funny because it says in the trivia that they filmed this thing without permits. But it's still, like, there's, like, real locations. You got to admire, like, how much work went into this and, like, mm-hmm. how how good it actually, like, looks and, mm-hmm. like, how entertaining it is. Because there was, like, you can tell there was virtually no budget. And... Lots of Christmassy references. Yeah, which was nice for the season. So if you like, like one of the funniest um, is um, at her like at, like the place where they shoot the commercials. There's a whole there's like a sign that says like Santa Claus auditions on like floor eight or something. And there's like one bit where you see like a guy in a Santa Claus outfit just like hurriedly running into the elevator. When like one of the characters sings a Christmas song. Yeah. When they're like writing a note, there's a part when like like the doctor's on the phone in a phone booth and there's like one of the like Salvation Army people mm-hmm. outside. There's yeah. like like you know, she's got she's got the Christmas tree in her house. Like So it gets the holiday vibes. It does. We don't get a lot of like we had that one uh Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil, which was actually really good. But that was also not a surprise because I mean it's in the title. Yeah. Whereas this, I mean I'm just saying. I didn't. This is not planned. <laughs> if you get a chance, go watch Christmas Evil or listen also, to that yes. episode because that's watch it's Christmas a good Evil. it's a good fucking movie. Um, but also also watch this. Seek out Soul Survivor. It is very good. Um, is it available anywhere that you know of? I think it should be. I think it might be a little harder to find. Yeah, it's not quite as hard as find as Impulse, but I mean, I do know there's ways to watch this. It was, I mean, it was obviously released on Blu-ray, um, and very, very good quality. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, I have no complaints about like the structure or like how this movie no. looked. For I, me, I basically have no complaints. Yeah, for my tastes, <laughs> this is, as they would say, a a very fine steak for yeah. my tastes. Like, Some people might say it's a little slow, which I guess I can't argue that. Sure. But, but that's the whole point, really. Yeah, um, for me, like, I don't know. This is just, it's just one of those things where it's, it all the ingredients for me come together perfectly. It just worked. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed this. The time flew by. It's only an hour and 25 minutes, but it made, like, it went, like, lightning fast. Yeah, it's, so. And it ends perfectly. There's. Good old bleak ending. Well, look, you you have to. In this kind of movie, there's no way. How could you? It's like Final Destination. Like, you can't really escape death. Yeah, like, we know, like, that's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. That's like, what I'm here for. It's a horror movie. It doesn't have to have a happy ending. With movies like this, it's even better, because it's, like, it's just that thing of, like, you cannot, you cannot escape death. Like, the design. The glitch. By, 
yeah, you got you lived because of a glitch in the system. And then it but it'll fix it. You wrote a check that your ass can't cash. Yeah, it'll fix the glitch. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Like she said with the dress. They fixed it. It'll eventually fix itself. Which is that that is that line is perfect. It's it's literally it literally explained the entire movie. Yeah. That is exactly what's going on in the movie, and it's exactly what happens at the Even end. Even her of the thing movie. about like, hey, um, like where she's like, you know, you're talking about like all the people who are, have survivor syndrome dying. What if, what if, if what if they're dying because it found them or got them? Yeah. Like, again, it's literally telling you. Mm-hmm. Because that little thing of like, there's it's, other people like her. It's telegraphing what's happening. Who also are survive tragic events that they should not survive because death fucked up and eventually you can run yeah but it gets you yeah go go watch soul survivor it's good uh shitty to pretty i mean this is obvious we just it's we, a one we had a gusher uh, yeah, fucking ten. and it's a 10 it's 10 i'm sorry it's 10 out of 10 i'm so sorry uh, listen it's an entertainment scale okay no, I know. No, I don't give a fuck. I was, I, I. There are movies, many movies on this podcast that we watch, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know why, this is not like, higher up, up in the stratosphere. Um, th- I, I know this one's getting close because there are a lot of people who love this movie. Yeah, and this, uh, is, for good reason. Now I get it. This is one of those movies that there are a lot of people who are loving this movie. More and more and more and more. So I'm very glad for that. We need more love for Soul Survivor because it is a very, very well done movie. Expertly crafted by indie filmmakers. Yeah, like if you like Final Destination and like Carnival of Souls. It's it's so good. That kind of thing. Like, or fucking It Follows. Like, this is, it's there. Go watch it. If you like those kind of movies, this is literally exactly what you want this is exactly that with with christmas (laughs) yeah as a huge fan of it follows i can say that soul survivor does give off those vibes yes very well i should add so if you're looking for something like it follows you found it this is the this is you found it the predecessor yeah like listen it's uh, it's december it's got christmas vibes everyone there's always people who they try to squeeze in some horror movies during the Christmas season. Yeah. Listen. You can right watch there. Soul Survivor, Christmas Evil, and then the original Black Christmas. Yes. Yes. Only. Yeah. Do you not watch the remake? You can watch the 2009 remake. That one's okay. It's like a, it's like a, it's like, you know, it's like a little sliding scale. Just, just don't watch the newest you one. You got the first one, which is a masterpiece remake, which was, eh. And then new new remake, which actually maybe will be on the podcast eventually. Listen, if we we'll get have to there, rewatch it, I've already watched it. But I have also. Once we, I mean, if we ever get to like the high two thousand tens, um, because I think it was twenty nineteen. It was very recent. Yeah, it's like really recent. Maybe twenty twenty. I I have no idea. Oh God, like I don't remember the year it came out because I really don't care. Why would you? But when we, if we ever catch up with ourselves, we will uh, have to critique it, uh, which will can. be a fun episode, actually. <laughs> fun. Okay. But you, you got your trilogy of Christmas horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I obviously I'm missing a lot. There's like a ton of Christmas movies that are like, sir, I will have, you know, actually, I will actually have, you know, I might, I might even make an executive decision here. What? There is a film in 1984, a very prominent film in 1984 with Christmas in it. Maybe we make it like the Christmas episode. I was going to say, I might make an executive decision and watch that sooner than originally planned. We could do, I mean, December 18th. Because. That's the, I mean, I, I, we're not doing the podcast on Christmas, so. No, um, unfortunately we have lives. Because that's Sunday, so. And um, we have lives and people who. So you might get the Christmas episode on the 18th, just so you know. Yes. You know what? I probably will do that. Okay. Let's look at it. Yeah, and so look because, out for a Christmas episode. You know, I, some of you might already know what it is. 
And you know, I I will have lots of thoughts about it because I do I do enjoy it because I'm a fucking I'm a fucking degenerate. I have thoughts on what it is, but we'll discuss after. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think I know what it is. Okay. Um, so uh, anyway, look forward to that. Look forward to more episodes. Um, and go watch Soul Survivor. That's like my main takeaway from this whole thing. Go watch Soul Survivor. It's a really good movie. Give it lots of love and support. Yes, give it all. And then go watch Captain Ron. Yeah, honestly, like, watch this. If you feel a little down, put on Captain Ron. Put on Captain Ron. Uh, Uh, You'll feel great. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. So, and then without a clue. Oh, yes. Yeah. Go watch that as well. If you haven't, it's very underrated. Um, If you like Chris Sherlock Holmes and My Cocaine. Michael Caine and Ben <laughs> Kingsley. Um, yeah, so go watch those three. Uh, view this director. He deserves it. Yes, um, he deserves more. And more uh, thank you so much for listening for They Mostly Come Out at Night. This has been Will. This has been Alex. And we will talk to you all later. Bye. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>